Welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small business sustainability. And our guest this week, well, it's all about the heart, the business that makes the heart beat. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we're celebrating small businesses for big breakthroughs. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Dr. Atul Argawal, the owner of Atul Argawal MD Cardiology Clinic. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you very much for taking the time. And for visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you, and what is it that you do? Uh, my name is Atul Argawal MD, um, and I have a group practice that um, I have. Uh, I started uh, back in 2012. So uh, about 11 years now, uh -huh. I have one more cardiologist who started, joined my practice a year ago, and I do have four mid-levels who help me in the practice. So we've been, uh, I've been in Bakersfield since 2009. I'm originally from India. I did my med school in India, and I did my residency uh, in uh, Syracuse, New York, my cardiology training in, uh, in Burlington, Vermont. And I was with a practice in uh, Nebraska for five and a half years. And you have were, been everywhere. <laughs> I did my training in Northeast. Okay. Seven years in Northeast, five and a half years in Nebraska, and uh, 14 years now in Bakersfield. What brought you to Bakersfield? Part of it is the climate. You know, okay. The temperature climate here resembles um, a lot the, the temperatures in India. Right. And two is the diversity that Southern California brings to, to where we are. And so this is the place where we hope to call home long term. Like you mentioned, you grew up in India uh -huh. and you met your wife there. Uh -huh. What brought you to the United States? I came to U.S. in 1996. Uh -huh. Heart disease is too prevalent in India, so mm -hmm. much so that we don't even know the full ramifications and the prevalence of disease, wow. disease in a systematic fashion in, the in, the, in Southeast Asia. Really? So, and heart disease is rampant. It was my, some of this is family influence, occurrences in my father. He had heart disease at a young age. Mm -hmm. So it just uh, propelled me into uh, pursuing uh, cardiology mm -hmm. training. Was your family in the business of medicine in India, or was this, or is this something that yeah. because of your father that inspired you to become a physician? My father is a family family practice doctor. Okay. And my grandpa was also a, a, a practitioner till he died. Runs in the family. Yeah, my my father was he was one of in the city where I'm from. Uh, he was one of the oldest practicing uh, physicians in uh, in that town. Did they encourage you to come to the United States? Not per se, not okay. per se. The um, it was that cardiology was very rudimentary in India about mm. 25, 20, 30 years ago. Right. So I was getting training in one of the bigger centers in in New Delhi, right. uh, India. Unfortunately, just the way everything was uh, back then, there was um, everybody was attracted to uh, for high level studies to come to US. Most physicians, correct me if I'm wrong don't immediately go out on their own. They often start as part of a group in a hospital before they, is, is that what happened with you? That's right. I was with the group for two and a half years okay. before uh, um, starting up my own practice. Why did you want to start your own practice? Because trying to go through and having you know, all these other employees and mid-level, this Strong. is a headache. <laughs> It is, you know, um, and some of it was a bit fortuitous in terms of how the whole thing happened. Some of this, you know, you don't design it. You, mm. you go along with the flow, and but we are very happy where we are in, th in terms of uh, uh, where I am, the 
ability to know people as an individual and individual-centered practice. So ah. that's the fun of uh, having your own practice. And that's the key right there, is you got to know your patients personally. True. You know, the you were able to mend your practice or um, rather bend your practice according to how you want things to be. Right. So not that may not, not necessarily be the case, the case when you're in a group practice or a practice employed by a bigger organization. When you first started your practice here, was it just you? or I, I started as a solo practitioner. So, and how did you start to develop and grow your business? Bakersfield, even though the the town, the city has become bigger than it used to be mm -hmm. uh, 20 or 30 years ago, right. still has its core group of core people. Right. And they're still uh, inter very closely linked to each other, mm -hmm. who will speak to each other. So most people who come to the practice, they know we are who I am. And that's how the practice grew. Not a lot of golf tournaments? I actually don't play golf, and, uh, um, and uh, I golf is probably the least place that you'll uh, a golf course will be the last place. You'll see. So it's not, not it's not golf tournament. It's uh, our role ends up being um, supporting the primary care doctors. So right. um, it's uh, essentially your um, contact with reach to your primary care doctors. If visionaries, our audience, mm -hmm. want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? It's 661-664-0100. And the website? It's uh, spelled after my name. It's uh, URL is www.agarwalclinic.com. And when we come back, we're going to be answering a question that every medical student and residency student asks, which is, how do you do the business of medicine when we come right back. But before we do that, if you enjoy the Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify, and we'll talk more about the business of medicine when we come right back. The winter season is rapidly approaching, but are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather? Bakersfield's best tire store, Clareau Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. Give Clareau Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Clareau Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at ClareauTire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Clareau Tire at 661-324-6069 today. I'm here with Dr. Atul Agarwal, the owner of Atul Agarwal MD Cardiology Clinic. And our visionary question comes from Tamara who asks, I've just about completed my residency and want to start my own practice. What business mistake did you make when you went on your own that you learned from that they didn't teach you in medical school? So, you know, of course, they don't teach you the business of medic medicine at all in medical school. Right, That's sure. something that you learn and you evolve as you as years pass by. Right. I could have been more versed in um, electronic medical records and electronic media mm. in uh, uh, in my practice. Right. So that's one thing I look back. A lot of things have been um, you experiment experiment with. Okay. Uh, you, you want to keep yourself small in whatever you want to experiment. When you talk about making experiments or doing experiments, what are some of the things that you experimented with 
that some worked, some didn't, you know, what, yeah. what did you find? Yeah. You know, um, as a solo uh, practitioner uh, to start with, you want to get to know people in the community. Right. So it takes, you have to be out there to to know your presence, to make people know that you're there. Mm. Getting people to know you uh, did take time. There are multiple ways, you know, there is advertisements, you know, there's a newspaper, there's cable, there's social media. One of the things that you do exceptionally well, because you, you were just talking about social media, mm is you do a lot of posting and reposting on Facebook mm -hmm. of inspirational quotes. Sure. Why? You know, I hate to say, term it that way, that it's my favorite waste of time. Okay, <laughs> sure, sure, it's actually, okay. Most of it is done, you know, when I'm free, when uh, I'm not involved in patient care. Okay. So it's a lot of, uh, everybody has a passion to do something beyond medicine. You know, some people have passion for music. Right. Some people want to go by the sea and have a calm evening. Right. Some people have a lot of fun to present. Some people's passion is research. Some right. people's passion is teaching. So Facebook posts is just um, a, a way to, exp uh, it's a uh, small way to express yourself and to connect with people and with patients and the community. But the thing that's so clever about this, and I don't know if it's intentional mm -hmm. or not, but when you do this, people go, a tool sent that. A tool posted that. Yeah. They remember you. Yeah, so it's a way to connect with people. You know, it's your um, most uh, soothing and thoughts that come to your mind. That's what you end up penning. And um, so these are, and it helps to connect with people. Right, right. One of the pleasures of life are children. And you've got two boys. Mm -hmm. Yep. One is, is a senior in high school and the other one's going to university. He's going to start, he's starting UCLA this year. Oh, going yep. to UCLA, yep. congratulations. Thank you very much. What's his major? He is major in biology. Biology, okay. Yep. And he hasn't figured out what he's going to do yet. He's too young. You know, he, we're going to let him figure out what he wants to right. do. Right. Younger one, he is, uh, he is, uh, He's interested in medicine also. The whole world of medicine just kind of flows through the family. Your great-grandfather, your father, you, them. You know, the younger one is a bit interested in medicine to start with. Older one probably got influenced seeing what I do. Okay. Still, it's now, our job was to get him to, the, to, to UCLA. Right. And now it's time for him to grow and explore. You mentioned that you influenced him to go into medicine. True. What have they taught you? They've taught me that the importance of spending time with them right. is, the, is the best time of my life. Yeah. Everything is really comes boils down to the children. So whatever you're gonna be left with when you're not there is your children. So whatever you inculcate in them is what is your biggest wealth. Your, your kids are your, are your biggest wealth. So um, however they end up being in some shape or form is uh, is all the all what you've earned in your life. Have you taken this lesson and applied it to your practice? You know, practice is a little bit of a philosophical question because right. it goes away from business per se. Right. Uh, but um, pract practice is you know, what you do, and this is all I can do this lifetime. Mm -hmm. Even if I know there's a, you know, most uh, physicians you'll ask, you know, even if we get somebody gives me 10, 10 million dollars in my bank tomorrow, 
right. we'll not stop doing what we're doing because right. it after a point in life it becomes your blood you won't know what to do with your time right. and there's so many physicians that I know who are so senior and they still work just as as hard as I do right. it's amazing to see how hard they work and the toll that that, that uh, practicing medicine takes in the body yeah. but they still want to keep doing it because that's the only thing they know right. to do and that's the only thing they feel good about and passionate about uh, at the end of the day and that makes their day so practice is what you do because that's what you, you know, in some way you have a purpose to, um, that God has trained you for. And then, but it ends up being uh, the fruit has got to be a children. So that's what you do it for. When we come back, we're going to talk about what on earth do you do when you've got your student loans paid off and all of your major debts? Now what? When we come right back. The reason we're talking with Dr. Argawal today, the owner of Atul Argawal MD Cardiology Clinic, is because of a visioneer question that came from a visioneer just like you. We had a visioneer that wanted to find out what is a creative way to use social media to help get the word of my business out without being overly pedantic. So if you've got a question, you've got thoughts, something you'd like to learn about here on Small Business Celebration, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and who knows, your question could appear here on Small Business Celebration. So reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. I'm here with Dr. Atu Argawal, the owner of Atu Argawal MD Cardiology Clinic. Visioner Justin asks, my practice has gotten its biggest debts paid off and medical school paid off. Yay! What have you reinvested into your business that has benefited you the most long-term? In terms of providing office-based care, there are multiple facets to it. One is your consultations, and then you do need aid of technology to provide care. Mm. Cardiology does re rely on multiple imaging modalities to diagnose illness and provide continued care. Mm -hmm. So reinvestment in some way ends up being investing it back into technology okay. um, in terms of equipment that you can provide in the office. Okay. It does need more personnel to, to provide more timely and complete care. Mm -hmm. So that's how, that's what investment, reinvestment back into the practice has been. So it sounds to me like you're not one of these people that's getting into the artificial intelligence thing in a big way. You know, AI <laughs> is, uh, is, uh, is going to, is something that you know we is going to evolve even though it sounds like a very simple concept that you that I say five symptoms in front of the machine and it'll diagnose illness and tell me treatment right I think we you know we're still far away from getting AI replacing physicians to diagnose illness right to to suggest treatment modalities so it will uh, keep uh, getting incorporated in some shape or form as time evolves, but sure. I think we're too early into it right now. Don't put all your stock into Chat GPT and all that. Chat GPT is a great tool. You know, it's a <laughs> it's a fun thing to play with. You know, but again, you know, this is something that's going to evolve as time evolves right. in terms of uh, diagnosis and diagnosing. Unless you know, Apple had a thing that you can it can look at your retina right. and uh, and diagnose. Uh, what your risk for heart disease is wow. by using multiple, it has like 180 computational models that it uses wow. to diagnose, to tell you a risk of heart disease. Yeah. There are multiple blood tests, you know, to diagnose your um, 
biomarkers, we call them, you know, right. to diagnose your risk for heart disease. All these things are, are great tools to aid clinical diagnosis, clinical right. judgment, and um, help devise, you know, risk modalities um, and uh, risk assessment rather. But they still lack the important thing, which is you've got all this great information, but somebody like you still has to interpret the data. Interpret it and apply it to the patient, apply right. it to the individual. Models were great, you know, tests were great, but how do you apply it to one patient versus another? Right. It's going to take time for AI to, to replace that. I don't know if AI will be able to replace physicians in future altogether in that manner. So we are far away from that. One of the things that I've mentioned more than once on this program is every business owner needs to leave the United States at some point and go visit another country. And this is, you know, we were talking a little bit off camera mm -hmm. about this and you feel the same way too. You know, it's so much visible in, in healthcare mm -hmm. that uh, the disparity between um, how good we are in US in terms of healthcare provision versus just the world. Right. Just a case in point, uh, something simple or easy, bypass, like bypass coronary artery bypass grafting, you know, wait time, average wait time, if so, you have stable uh, heart disease is about six months in Canada right. and most of Western Europe. So that's something that's unfathomable fathomable to US public that you are, somebody has to wait for six months. Right. It could be even somebody waits for six days over here, it's a wait too long right. for people. Right. So some, in some way, you know, we are used to that uh, s such prompt care. We just don't know how uh, difficult the healthcare is in, in, in a lot of the world. So it's um, that's just one portion part of it. You know, it's just uh, you know we went through COVID vaccine. We were the first ones to develop the vaccine. Right. So it's just you know nine months. You know that's something. Five years ago, we could not have thought that you know we can develop a vaccine in nine months. It's look at how good we are in the U.S. in terms of where the rest of the world is. So I think people need to appreciate the goodness of the country and the goodness that um, country provides for them. Things would be much more easier for the politicians if people understood <laughs> that. Sure, sure, sure. What makes you wake up every morning and open your business? Some of this is philosophical, as I said, you know, is that where God puts you in uh, to do what you're doing. Mm. Uh, some of this is not, is, um, it's, of course, you need to conduct business to, to earn your living right. and provide for your family. But it all comes back to you. It all comes back in terms of what people pay back to you in terms of the goodness. It, it's not just the, how good you feel about yourself doing what you're doing. So how what, your, your friends, your family, everybody feels about what you're doing. I sometimes look backwards that uh, it does take a toll on your body. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you get uh, woken up at odd hours in the night. Right. It interrupts your sleep cycle can be very, disrupting your sleep cycle can be very hard on your body. Mm -hmm. It takes a toll for the, on the next day. Right. So, but it comes back to it, you know, you do feel good about what you're doing. It can be very surreal when you're taking care of people with heart attacks, you know, and um, it pays you back as well. You feel you've done something good about for somebody and um, that's what makes you wake up next day and feel good about what you're doing. Doctor, this has been a real privilege. Thank you for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. Thank you very much. It's been my privilege to spend time with you, talking to you. If visionaries want to learn more from you, 
how do they get in touch with you? You know, best way is to, is to, there are multiple. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Google. It's very easy to approach me through Google, Facebook. I can give my email, uh, that's uh, aagg at agarwalclinic.com. So it's easy, my name, but two initials, aagg at uh, agarwalclinic.com. And I'll be right back with my final thought. The winter season is rapidly approaching, but are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather? Bakersfield's best tire store, Clareau Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. Give Clareau Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Clareau Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at ClareauTire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Clareau Tire at 661-324-6069 today. Intuition. Not that long ago, we had a major summer thunderstorm that rolled through. And one of the things about Bakersfield and the rain is that when it does rain, the residents tend to go and hide. And since this fell on a Sunday, this was even better because it meant that I would have zero competition on the road. I wouldn't have any other cars, no other trucks, no other Sunday weekend warriors on the road. It would just be me and open road for miles. And as I got up that morning and I started pedaling up the hill and going up the hill, I had a headwind that came, but that was okay because it makes my heart work harder, makes my lungs work harder, makes my legs work harder. And when I got up to the top of the summit of the hill, I was able to see the entire southern San Joaquin Valley bowl super crisp and super clear, and it was beautiful. I started rolling down the hill when a thought came ringing through my head. And it said that ambition is being self-aware of what you want. Intuition is being self-aware of what those around you want. And as I started pedaling down the hill and gaining speed and going faster and faster and faster, I started going through and thinking about the personal life goals I wanted to achieve and things that I like to do with the family and the different goals that I had with the business that I wanted to accomplish, when suddenly it hit me. No, really, it, it hit me. I got hit with a sprinkle and then another and then another and then another. And then I remembered something about my wife. I remembered her telling me years ago that when she was young, she liked to put on her galoshes, and when it was raining hard, she loved to go out and play in the rain. And as I neared the bottom of the hill, there is an intersection where you can go left, you can go right, or you can go straight ahead. And normally, I like to make a right turn because that adds another five miles to the right and about another 400 feet of elevation gain. It's, it's really great for the continuation of the morning ride. But that morning, with the rain starting to come down, I started to think. Ambition is being self-aware of what you want. 
Intuition is being self-aware of what those around you want. So, I rode home. I've pedaled fast and hard, and as I rolled up into the house and put the bike away, it started raining harder and harder and harder, and I burst into the house just in time to see my wife, who was 60 seconds from getting out of the bed and had that look of, don't even talk to me until I've had my first cup of coffee. And with great glee and joy, I said, Honey, it's raining. And she looked out the window with one eye and smiled. And she said, Yes, it is. And I said, We should put on our galoshes and go play in the rain. And she paused for a moment and her face lit up. And she said, Yeah, that sounds like fun. And then she paused and she looked at me and she said, how'd you know that I like to play in the rain? And I gave her a wry grin and I said, intuition. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Dr. Atul Agarwal, the owner of Atul Agarwal MD Cardiology Clinic. And I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And until we see you next week, where we celebrate another small business making a big breakthrough. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.